Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to another episode of Disney News Weekly. Tonight we are discussing Incredibles 2, Pixar Pier, and the Tokyo Disney Sea expansion. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Woo-hoo! <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. Sarah <laughs> is lit. Lit. Disney News Weekly. Get hype. Get hype, especially quoting Jurassic yes! Park with Jurassic World coming out this week. Yes! Woo! We don't talk about that on this channel. You said hold on to your butts. That is a Jurassic Park quote. That is my catchphrase. That you stole from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Welcome to Disney News Weekly, everybody. I'm Sarah. We're here on the Popcorn Talk, ready to talk Disney Pop- News. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> there is a floating Mickey hat in the ride at Universal, so it qualifies. That's true. For now, they're redoing For the now, ride. Yeah, they're going to redo it. Yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? How we doing on good, this fine good. Wednesday evening? Hello, I- chat and Super Iron Halo calling me out for not being on the show frequently lately. Guys, I didn't get the black memo. What are you guys sad about? I'm trying to change the world. Oh, you're changing the world. Yeah. Sarah's just, <laughs> just more black. dark and mysterious. Oh, thank <laughs> you guys for the compliment on that. Oh, her cut. <laughs> For those of you listening uh, via podcast, so you don't get to see it. Well, you know what? If you follow him on Instagram, <laughs> yes, you can right. see it. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of news this week, huh? They say there is a lot of news? Yeah, there is, there is. There I is. So. And there it's, is like, it's like not a ton, but the news that it did come out is pretty interesting. Actually. Yeah, definitely some interesting tidbits. Some yeah. big bombs dropped. And, good, and stuff coming up as well, too. Yeah. Between now and the next episode. This oh, is yeah. like an interim oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Are you the Kool-Aid man now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Wait, what's, all com- oh, no. what's coming up between this episode and next episode, guys? Pixar Pier. Oh, well, okay, Pixar okay, Pier. yeah. Sarah is going to Also, Pixar it's Pier. also VidCon this weekend, and Sunday is VidCon Disney Day, so mm-hmm. Sarah and I will be at Disneyland on Sunday meeting all of y'all that follow us here on uh, YouTube or just on social media in general. So if you are in the area, Sunday would be a great day to go to the parks because... We'll be there hanging out. You know what's interesting and hilarious? What? I didn't even tell Leo this. I, I heard that there's a rumor floating around that there's going to be a thingamavlogs reunion at VidCon. What? Yeah, that's not happening. You heard, <laughs> the members of thingamavlogs are unaware of this rumor? I heard the rumor from a source <laughs> today. There's only four sources that matter. And, also, yeah. what if you just are all happen to be there at the same I know, time? Just anytime I know. we all hang out count as a thing in the vlogs I know. reunion. Uh, but but speak on that note, actually, uh, I will be at VidCon itself. We're not just going to the Disney Day. Friday is the only day mm-hmm. I will be attending VidCon. And if you are there and you see me, grab me and say hi. But uh, grab I, you? Grab me. Just grab me. Leo, Leo! it's an emergency. <laughs> I need a selfie. Um, 
I will be performing in the Creators Lounge, so unfortunately you won't be able to watch unless you have a Creators badge or you have a friend that does uh, or have some way of sneaking in. But at uh, 2.30, <laughs> 3 o'clock, I will be performing with Heather Traska. We will be singing A Whole New World in the Creators Lounge. Can you give me a little bit of that, that harmony you were practicing just a second ago? Just just one little light? Just... I'll chase them anywhere. Oh. There's time to spare. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. He's known that like since I met him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't have to like learn it for this one, but yeah. uh, but it is a definite. It's a slowed down version. We're like R R M Bing. Oh wait, are you do oh, Kibo okay. Bryson? Uh, no, we went back to we R M B the Disney the original one mm-hmm. the movie. Oh, one. you are. Yeah, the people Bryson one is just it's so it's so mixed. It's so hard to do. It's much harder. It's a different key, but we could we could adjust that. But like all the parts are swapped at the end so it's not so we would have essentially had to relearn the song we're like yeah. nah, nah, we don't got time for that well someday leo we'll do karaoke together and uh, thursday night uh, scum and villainy you, you want to come oh. Meet wait me there. really yeah. tomorrow night yeah i think i'm gonna go you're gonna go karaoke. you're gonna go see karaoke yeah i think if so. you sing a whole new world with me i will come well no you can't do a whole oh. new world karaoke because it's only the peebo version and i cannot sing it in oh, then i don't want to i anymore. know because i've tried at many a karaoke i bar. have too and you just it just blows up in your face okay well <laughs> We tried. <laughs> ne- until next time. <laughs> to be this continued. Been, yeah. Hey, Scum and Villainy, Aladdin, all Disney related, it qualifies. It's true, it's true, it's true. You want to get this going? Let's, let's go. Rev all it right, up. so the biggest, I think, <clears throat> or one of the biggest things that happened this week was the uh, they, Disney, announced the new heads of both Pixar Animation and Walt Disney Studios Animation. That's kind of massive news. Yeah, well, it, it's um, been speculated about for as long as John Lasseter has been... Uh, revealed to be a creeper. Mm. Um, so they. What's interesting is so before, John Lasseter was head of both. Yes. And now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now they have separate figureheads, which is, I think, a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think having all the power with one person is like a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly we saw that that doesn't necessarily hold up. Too many inappropriate hugs. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but look at look at like look at the the last. I mean, one can argue the last like two years have been pretty great. Last two and a half years, three years, but like, I feel like there has been some major changes happening. But before that, look at that clump of movies that we got. Yeah, like on both the Disney side, Disney was coming up, but they weren't the most fantastic. I mean, you could argue that Frozen was, but I mean, as a film overall, it's a little you know. And then um, and then and then all of the uh, Pixar movies were sort of plateauing a little bit. Well, I think like I think John got in charge of Disney movies because Pixar had been doing so well and then like Disney started doing really well and Mm -hmm. then like the plateau I think it it will definitely it's like it's just hard yeah and I think it's by by separating it out with two people it's gonna allow the creative kind of Mm. I just think it will, things will become more creative mm. and it but will, do you think it do you think be... they'll become gatekeepers sort of like uh, Kathleen Kennedy is for Star Wars oh Kathleen Kennedy 
She's done so much good, but yet some things I'm like, well, how she's, did you run that through? She's a true gray Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great way to describe her. I don't know. I, I think both of these, both both Pete and Jennifer have We didn't done... even say who they are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pete Doctor, Jennifer oh, I thought, Lee. I thought you did. I'm Pete Doctor is going to run Pixar Animation. Jennifer Lee is going to run Walt Disney Animation Studios, which is crazy. We have a woman running Disney Animation. That's Yay! Not crazy. I mean, it's good. That's, that's contemporary Progress. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Pete, Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor looks like a character out of the Iron Giant. So um, that's good that he's running Pixar. Pete Doctor, if you weren't aware, directed Monsters Inc. Up and Inside Out. Mm-hmm. He's been at Pixar forever. He, he looks very young. That might be an he, old picture. He looks young. Um, he he's actually three thousand years old. <laughs> he, has a, he has a treehouse in his yard. Oh, it's then he's younger. Fun fact. Oh, he's cool. Um, That's the kind of guy you want running. Yeah, he's cool in my. He's really cool. He and, and he's worked on like every other uh, Pixar movie. He worked on Toy Story one and two. He worked on Wall-E. He worked on. He's working on Toy Story four. He's, he's, he worked he's at Epcot. Uh, says garlic bread it. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. He was a Parks nerd. Jennifer Lee, if you didn't know, um, oh my God, she's done so much as well. She uh, directed Frozen and Frozen 2 and Frozen Fever, <laughs> but also worked on Wreck-It Ralph, Zootopia. All the winners. Wrinkle in Time, a well. lot of the recent. But yeah, she's like, yeah, she's definitely like new age. What is it called? The... Revival, revival era revival. Disney. Um, so New Ren. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Keaton? Before I was like, oh, I, I just think I. You just reminded me with what Jennifer Lee has done is like I think she has a very modern take on kind of this typically child's medium of animation, and I think if you just think about those those movies that she's worked on, uh, Zootopia, Frozen. We don't need to talk about Frozen Fever, but uh, I'm sure Frozen 2 is, might have, I don't know, people, what Here's, is the rumors that there's going to be, like, Elsa's going to be a lesbian? I don't know. They're yeah. just modern ideas that are Jennifer very, Lee was the one who was like, I hear you. Yeah. And so these are, like, really modern things and things that, like, kids are dealing with today that if you can introduce them to it and start a conversation in with a them. In a, yeah, in a tactful yeah. way and in a beautiful story, it's great. I mean, great. that's Zootopia is. Yeah. I, Zootopia is just, that like, is you know. It is the plot you, of Zootopia. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, someone... Jody Petrella is saying that Sarah and Leo should be in charge of Disney. Love. Keaton, if you had to put uh, Sarah and I in charge of one of the studios, who would get which? Wait, of the two that those two yeah, have? Yeah, yeah. So which one of us... Would get Pixar and which one of you would get animation? Yeah. Yeah, me and Sarah. Oh. Ooh. I would, I would want I would... to be in charge of Parks and Resorts, but okay. Okay, that's not... <laughs> um, I think I would give, I would give uh, Sarah Pixar. You give Sarah Pixar. I think that's correct. I think, yeah, and mm. I'd give you you uh, Disney. I I would. I thought it would go the other way. I thought that at first, but you love all the new stuff Disney Studios is doing. I do, but I feel like and Sarah, I like feel way like, more than I love Pixar. Yeah, but I think Pixar is more like zap bap do, and, and Disney's more like classic. But I think that's why it would be good for it to be swapped uh, yeah, in this yeah. revival so talk. is because I think yeah. yeah. Be like, mm. hey, I need your advice. And on also, this. I just think I, I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> I don't want to insult. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> 
No, it's okay. I mean, in reality, Sarah would be in charge of parks for sure, and then that would put me in front of, in, charge in charge of Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. You would take Kathleen Kennedy on, and yeah. Sarah would be like, like you know, "I'm Kat, an Imagineer, the king of the Imagineers." I have to say, in the chat, Zeke was like, "Whatever happened?" When you guys were talking about a whole new world, he was like, "Whatever happened to that guy who sang both parts of a whole new world on YouTube?" Oh, that Nick Patera. is Nick Patera. That's our boy. Is a background artist at Pixar. Yeah, he's an environment artist. Um, coming up on his tenth year working at. Pixar, he sang the Triple Dent Gum theme song. Inside Out. And he's all up in Pixar, yeah, so he's it all is in relevant. Pixar. Actually, he's just releasing a new album right now. He still does his own independent music, as well as Disney covers. You can follow him on YouTube at Nick Patera. Check him out. He's our, oh, we love him. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah, he's it's relevant because Pixar. We just saw him when we went up there. He's yeah. so nice to always Patera. See Patera. Um, you know, he's saying Aladdin and Jasmine. You've seen his video? Yes, I have yeah. seen his stuff. Oh, uh-huh. I know who, exactly who this is. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but. Um, Get to. He has a very strong jaw. He's the strongest jaw. <laughs> he makes <laughs> me cry at night. He looks like a Disney prince. He looks like the real life Hans. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yes. um, Sorry. Collab. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of Pixar, Incredibles 2 is uh, breaking box office records. <laughs> With its fists. Pew, pew, pew. I just pew, want to say pew, I feel pew. responsible for, um, you know. Leo, you cannot take credit for everything. See it? Because I was really stoked about it. No, we saw it. It is. We all saw it at the same time. We did get to see it together. Well, that was Sarah's round two. Uh, phenomenal movie. We'll Amazing. talk about it at the end. Okay. Because okay, you missed we'll our non spoiler discussion that I had with all of Oh, was I not here? Oh, that's right. Well, now we're going to do spoiler discussion later. Oh, we are? We're going to spoil it? We're I think if we have time at the end, we'll talk okay, about right. the movie again. Gotta stop okay. talking um, about random stuff. Incredibles 2 Never. had a um, box office number of 23.6 million on Monday. So that was its weekend number. Now, and keep in mind, that ain't some Marvel number, but. For it's an animated the movie, best ever for an animated it's movie. Huge. It's huge, and didn't it knock um, Shrek? Yeah, so Scratch. now now Disney <laughs> has nine of the top ten grossing movies ever. Ever, ever. It's the best Monday <laughs> number for an animated movie ever, beating Shrek two, which held the record for fourteen years with twenty three point four million. Which Shrek. one? Shrek two. And it, uh, Shrek Scratch, two. Scratch, Scratch two. two. Scratch two. <laughs> That's my favorite Disney movie. Shrek. Scratch. <laughs> and it's the second best Monday in June so far. Okay, cool. Uh, two hundred eighty six point four million worldwide. Says Sky Patterson in chat. Yeah, it's already going up. This, is, this was its opening shab. weekend number. Not too shab. Mm-hmm. And. Deser- yeah. Well, well deserved. First of all, um, the marketing efforts on this film. Holy Sarah and I, we can't stop talking about it. There's so many commercials for The Incredibles going around right now. There's so much product placement in every major you store. You guys, the merchandise that they have already put out for this. Stuff, I saw Insane. this fun little Jack Jack and no. When we went to we went to Pixar, they gave us. I'm not even joking. They gave us a satchel of Incredibles toys. Like so many Incredibles, and we're like, we're, we can't play with these. <laughs> I hope you donated them. Oh, we did. Okay. Um, I can't believe it. I can't believe Frozen wasn't even like up there. Well, because nobody nobody no, saw that coming. It was coming. a new movie. Nobody yeah, saw but that coming. so was like Black Panther. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but Black Panther was like really yeah, anticipated. Yeah, there was cultural where hype. Frozen right. was like. But it's like you know when hype is building and like people are like, oh, this movie, and then they go see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just surprised. But like Frozen, hype, yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't get hype about. And like I love Disney. I didn't see Frozen until maybe it was already out for three weeks because like I was like, yeah, I was like, what is this? Because usually like mm. when Frozen came mm. out, Disney animation really didn't ha- didn't prove anything yeah, to me yeah. yet. They weren't on so any I, kind of yeah. run. So yeah. I was like, I you know I would wait to go see them. But now like Disney animation is like up up on the same level with Pixar yeah. stuff. You know, it's funny because I remember when Frozen came out. I remember my exact thinking was, well, I really like Tangled, you know. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to go see every... I was already going to see it just because it was Disney. But that was the distinct thought I had. And I walked out and I was like, that was fine, but it was no Tangled. And then it's like already becoming a, a phenomenon. And I'm like, Tangled is a far... And still to this day, Sarah it's and I... It's a better movie. We're no, like, I was going to say, Tangled is movie. a better movie than Frozen. But again, they were going with original properties. And I think just like the dual princess thing instead of like the, the, the boy-girl dual adventure thing yeah. mm-hmm. was just like such a strong point. Sister princesses. Sister I princesses. A, princesses. I a, and Magical yeah. Snowman. Yeah, I have a question Solid. for you guys. This is an interesting thing that people have been talking about a lot with Lasseter leaving. A lot of people are like, will 2D animation come back at all? Because mm. he was really the one who pushed it out. What do you think? I have a very strongly formed opinion about it. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think it'll come back in any sort of mainstream manner. Uh, like I, don't, I think Princess and the Frog was sort of like, this like is our last, one. like a farewell mm-hmm. sort uh-huh. of movie. Just because they're so expensive to make, especially now, because there's everyone's a 3D animator now. To get 2D animators mm-hmm. on that scale again, it's like in the in the Renaissance period. Sure, they were still expensive to make, but there was probably a pool of animators because there was no other option. Now, the the process is so streamlined that it's, you know, it's it's apples and oranges in terms of cost. It's not even close. And I think that we might get shorts. I just don't think that I, we'll get a full mm, feature. What do you I, think? I, I disagree. Maybe not. I'm not saying ever. I, I, I think we're going to get more of a mixture now. I hope, and I really hope we do too because I love... I, I love the classic animation stuff. And honestly, you can do a lot of that classic animation look with, like, more computer well, animated like technology. like Maui's tattoos. Yeah. You know, those You can do on. that. And mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be, I think they're going to be working on new technology and they're going to be trying new things and new styles of the traditional kind of Pixar-y animation we're used to seeing and, like, maybe scaling it down a little bit to look more mm. like the classic animated. Yeah, so well, that's still CGI. Give me a Paper Man style movie. That's, that's yeah, what I was 2D. thinking. But that's I, still 3D animation. That's right. not 2D animation. It just looks flat. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. it's possible. Guys, it's Disney Studios possible. almost shut down like two times during the, the Disney like renaissance period when animation was at its peak. And they still almost closed down the animation studios. Yeah, I mean, it's happened a lot. Um, yeah. I... Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to happen. In my mind, I was like, maybe they would do, like, one thing where it's like, 2D is back for this one movie, but I really don't think it's going to happen. Maybe a section of the movie. Maybe, like, a TV show within a movie or something like that. Like how Minnie Maui is 2D. Minnie Maui, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Like in Harry Potter during the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, so Animation Mm -hmm. Geek is pointing out, Animation kind of like the new Spider-Man and Spider-Verse animation, but that's still 3D animation. Just because it looks 2D like Paper Man does not mean it was 2D animated. What that means is there's an artist with a pencil, sheet for sheet for sheet, cell for cell for cell, drawing every frame of animation. Spider-Man has a stop-motion skip frame mechanic within it that makes it look uh, like it's 2D animated, but it is 
100%, and it is cel-shaded, and that adds to 2D animation's sort of aesthetic, but, but it's 3D. But look at the 2D animation, like, cartoons that are out now, and how big, like, the 2D animated cartoons are. And, yeah, like, but those are still done. Exactly, yeah, but I think yeah. we're still going, I think we're going to start getting more styles like that in... Like, you well, know, like feature length form. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's. Mm, but that's still. That's still computer. It's not hand drawn animation. A lot of it's joint animation, which means that like there are particular joints in the characters that are allowed to move. Rick and Morty is animated that way, for example. Um, but it's still done via program. Uh, a computer pro- like fla- like it's not Flash because Flash is dead. But programs like that where they use key- keyframe CGI animation, um, they'll draw like South Park. They'll draw like the main character. And then they move it in a computer, and then redraw parts in the computer. So there's like 2D elements, but in the computer, yeah, in the computer. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly do not know as much about this as like you, yeah. you guys do. But I just want to, I want to see another movie. Like I think we, I think we want yeah. to see yeah. it again. But this is what I think adults need to understand. I was having this conversation actually with a person at Disney. And he was reminding me, like, we were talking about, like, Jungle Book and, and you know, like, a lot of the really, like, older Disney movies. And I was like, oh, I wish I could get my nephews to watch the Jungle Book. They only want to watch Cars. And he was like, that is their Jungle Book. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have to get over that our Disney renaissance isn't going to be the favorites of new generations. And they they want what they want and it's going in a certain direction and it's hard to go back in time. He also gave me the example of like, if they made the Tiki Room today, no one would want to see it. Right. Like you can't it's different go back sensibilities now. to we, doing we, like an audio animatronic show. Right. We have we have too many options now. Like a lot of the times these things were released in, uh, in an ecosystem where there was no other grander competition. Like Jungle Book was the cutting edge of its time but Clearly, now there is far more sophisticated technology to create animation. But like, than it's Jungle just Book. like how sometimes you know people when they're making movies will film on film still, even though right. digital obviously right. is mm-hmm. you know the forefront of filmmaking now because it's easier, it's cheaper, it's quicker. Right. But still, people are picking up like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this on for real aesthetic. film, yeah, for aesthetic but, but, purposes. But but I would say that it doesn't cost them necessarily that. You know what I mean? Like, the cost isn't as... Uh, yes, it is. You think so? You think that the cost to make to shoot something on film is you know the same You know how expensive film is and how, like, and once you shoot it, that's it. You can't, like, go back and just delete on the camera. Like, film is film and, like... No, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It, it's a no lot more expensive. But, yes, but is the margin as big as CGI to animation? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a huge gap. It's, like, massive. I mean, but people who are doing, like, CGI animation as well, I mean, you look at stuff on Jungle Book and the details in the new Jungle Book... At the CGI. That and, like the people have to spend on like the computer drawing on the computer mm-hmm. versus drawing by hand. Sure. I mean, you know, some people might say it's apple and oranges, but like I, that's still well, a the, lot of the big human difference. effort and time. It is no, absolutely no CGI. They still are going through a lot. The difference is that once you create the model, you can infinitely animate it. I mean, it still has to. You have to go through ad, uh, modeling and rigging, but once you have those core elements, which are the most time consuming, then it's animation. With Jungle Book, you're doing it every single piece of paper. Right. I wasn't That's saying crazy. I wasn't saying that kids want only CGI stuff. I'm no, saying I get what you're I'm saying, saying yeah. we as adults have to get over that That's no we longer. think CGI isn't as good. CGI is an art form. It is an art form. In itself, just because it's not the one that we grew up with doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. not 
beautiful and yeah. good. And Animation Geek was saying that um, it would be cool to see things like Spider-Man. And I agree. It's like Paper Man and Spider-Man, innovative ways of using three. Like you were saying, like right. even if it was done like cartoons are on TV, where it looks drawn and it has like hand-drawn I think elements. Disney but on the grander scale. Yeah, yeah no, Tangled, totally. the Tangled show, right? That's yeah, the like, Tangled ex- show. that's a great example. Yeah, that's yeah, a perfect example. Totally. But I think would, we have to would, move would on, they, would they convert that to a movie format is the question. Right. Like how do you make that look even more polished? Anyway. Anyways, moving on. We can talk about this forever. We could just talk about yeah. this forever. But it is, it is a cool topic. We have, like, I put another discussion topic in the lineup that's kind of similar to this. So, <laughs> like, lol. Anyway, um, but to, on to the parks news. Um, Pixar Pier, as we mentioned briefly, is opening this weekend. And um, something that will not be open this weekend, but open later this summer, is the uh, Bing Bong's Sweet Stuff store which seems to be, like, a kind of Candy Palace location on Pixar Pier. And um, Disney Parks blog posted some of the treats that are going to be in Bing Bong's store. So there's these Woody and Buzz cake pops. I want to eat it. There's a few crazy apples. Bing oh, bong. look at the unicorn! unicorn. <gasps> Bing Bong and unicorn. That unicorn you looks like it has, is... like, five marshmallows on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a health hazard. Uh, what is... Uh, do you think that the Bing Bong is uh, cotton candy flavored? Mm, I don't know how they would do that. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, white chocolate, just flavor it with cotton I guess candy. so. I guess that's mm-hmm. true, yeah. And then we have uh, taffy. Just a sugar high. Are you a taffy person? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't like saltwater taffy And then either. these cute Get rid of it, horns. Disney. <laughs> Ew. I think all those look gross. Yeah, <laughs> Why is Joy every single one of them? I don't know. Why isn't she just Joy? Yeah, why some people she... want all the colors, and obviously. Well, then they should, make, they should make they should make a Riley one, a Riley bag. They should, <laughs> yeah, should. they should have. And why is it no? Dis- I want disgust flavored popcorn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize Puke flavor. Anyway, earwax, boogers, yeah. and grass. Oh my goodness! So yeah, um, Bing Bong's sweet stuff will be open later this summer. Um, who's going to Pixar Pier this weekend, y'all? Oh uh, man. <laughs> Zeke is saying, feel the candy disappear in your mouth like Bing Bong oh from Riley's memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You win comment of the night, sir. Well done. Uh, I went to Disneyland last weekend, um, so I think I'm going to take a week off. And also, it's going to be, hit, like, crazy. Mm. It's gonna This weekend's going to be crazy, it guys. It certainly is. I mean, I don't get to walk around with plaids, so... Really? <laughs> what? Yeah? I don't. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to go this weekend, but have fun. Let I mean, me know how it Sunday. is. Sunday. It might be fun. You know, maybe I'm I'm sure I have a photo we'll walk shoot. around. Yeah, we're going to walk I have around. a photo shoot Sunday morning. Maybe I'll come Sunday night. Oh. Excuse me. I have a photo shoot. She's a model. I don't know sponsor. if, like, we'll see how long the lines are on Sunday, but we're definitely going to go to that oh, yeah, area. I'm going to text you guys on go Sunday on and be like, we'll what's walk around. Like? Yeah, we'll walk around. Um, yeah, just let us know. I'll just yeah. be like, what, what's, what's going on, guys? Would you wait two hours for the Incredicoaster, Leo? How many line games do you know? <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, I'm going tomorrow. I'm so jealous. I'm very excited. She's covering it. She's oh, covering yeah. it. Dude. I know. I'm so excited for you and like jealous at the same time. It's like weird emotions. I'm like wondering <laughs> if I should wear my GoPro on my body to do ride footage of the Incredicoaster. If, only if That'd it can face your face. Like, yeah, but that's the thing is, I know I have a chest strap, but then that thing goes over your chest. And also I'll be screaming. So how good is the footage No, you won't be. be. You'll be Incredicoastering. <laughs> I'll be like, no, I'm going to scream. Um, no, that's the old ride. Shh. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really excited because I get to eat at Lamplight, and I'm very excited about that. 
and that's like Wait, the thing I'm most excited is about. Is Lamplight what they turned Ariel's Grotto into? Yeah. Garlic <gasps> Bread is asking why is it so busy? It's opening weekend and of Pixar Pier. Of Pixar Pier and it's VidCon weekend with Disney Day on Sunday. It's yeah. going to be a crazy weekend. It's going to be a madhouse. But I'm like I kind of like I enjoy it cuz I don't care about the rides anymore because it's like if I get on a ride that's cool, if I don't that's fine yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like I kind of like the energy when it's a different crowd cuz Events like this are always a very different crowd than a standard weekend. You know, it's mm-hmm. not as touristy. It's a little more in crowd, and it's fun. It's like electric. You know, mm-hmm. boogie woogie woogie woogie. Sorry, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> we could just we can just glaze over. Just continue, Sarah. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, another big, r- really exciting thing that happened is that a huge expansion was announced for Tokyo Disney Sea. <clears throat> if you don't know how Tokyo Disney Sea is laid out, it is um, centered around uh, the entire island of water. Japan. Is Tokyo Sea? It's huge. What are you talking what? about? Are you being funny? Yeah. <laughs> I was really confused. I was like, wait, what? No, it's not. It's just a massive theme park. It's humongous. So it's, but it's water-themed, and so yeah. there's different... There's not lands, there's ports, and so there's different ports that are based off different yeah. land-based areas or fictional areas, and so this new port based on fantasy was announced that will have three areas based on three different Disney movies. Mm-hmm. That have water in them. Frozen. At some point. <laughs> Frozen. Kinda, you know. Frozen is on water. They got all that water. The right parents there. literally died on a boat. They literally died on a boat. I get it. Uh, it's got a. It's got Neverland. a Neverland. Neverland is literally an island. Literally an island. That's the one that makes the most sense. And Corona. Which literally is where, an island. Which is where the boat was sailing. They're when connected they by harbors. Wait, no. what is Corona? From like the beer? Oh. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? It's the Mexican Gulf. You didn't know that <laughs> what it's based Rapunzel's on. from beer? Um, I did not know that Rapunzel's from beer. This is, I knew I liked her. Like, I knew she was, one, she was like my fave. Um, so this is really interesting. It's interesting because it's... Uh, IP. IP, first of all, which, uh, yeah, that park has no... No, it, that, has, a it has Little Mermaid. It has. Remember, we, we actually Aladdin. talked about this in Japan. You were like, "This park has no IP." I'm like, well, "What about I was Aladdin? like, what "This park is popular because it has less IP." In the yeah. same way that Epcot is popular because it has less IP. Yeah. Um, but at least they're choosing like kingdoms with pretty distinct aesthetics, and that kind of goes well with the theme of the park because even Ariel, Ariel's area yeah it's IP but it's like the underwater kingdom and then right. you have like oh yeah this is Aladdin but it's like the Arabian area and then you know Jules Verne area which is not I, you know Disney IP related at all but it's very cool very steampunk and they each have their own flavor what they're is on like that? 1920s oh that's area. the new hotel that's also coming uh, <laughs> I was like that Sorry. does not look IP to me at no, all no yeah but it look, it's a, you know it's a fantasy little hotel but yeah, like uh, Corona has that sort of flowery um, French sort of it's German, German, whatever. What Rapunzel's is it? What's German? The, yeah. Yeah, but it, what's the um, what's the area that I'm thinking of? It's like between like Germany and and France. Like, what's the? Uh, I don't know. What you're my gosh. Of. Oh I, wait, you guys, I got it, I, my DNA results have the. Oh my from, gosh! <laughs> hold up, time out. <laughs> like Scandinavian. It's like yeah, I think it's like hold that's up. That's that's frozen, right? Scandinavian, and then what was the other one? Uh, Peter Pan, which is fan, like high fantasy. Yeah, high fantasy. Yeah. Well, and Peter Pan's neat. also England too. Uh, well, no, they're gonna just be on the island. Anyway, I think it's cool. I think it'll Western be European. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Tokyo has the money to do things really, really well um, because they are not. Um, they're not owned. They're owned by the Orient, Oriental Land Company, which um, funds everything. Um, 
so it's going to be really good. Um, the other discussion that I wanted to have Strasburg, alongside that's this. That's what I was thinking of. What? Strasburg. That's what I was thinking of. The other discussion I wanted to have that kind of was similar to the 2D animation discussion, and we should keep it short, is will we ever see non-IP Lancer attractions again? At where? At Disney Park. Any, no. any park? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I feel like that's such an old school Disney way of thinking, and like the American dollar has changed sort of that model a little bit, where it's just so much safer to go with an IP. Uh, you've already got all of your creative, essentially, done. I mean, you're modifying it for the parks, of course, but you already know what the aesthetic is going to look like. Your art directors are now just fine-tuning. Um, also, it's such a... I mean, it is just such a huge gamble to do something new. You don't know if it's going to be a real draw. I mean, we were just watching a documentary on, like, Tomorrowland, uh, Discovery Mountain in Paris specifically, that it was supposed to be what Japan ended up getting was what uh, their Space okay. Mountain Mission 2 area was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but it was cut down and, like, nobody attended. So they had to, like, completely revamp the entire area and give it the name Space Mountain 2 just to be a draw because uh, it just wasn't interesting. Like, nobody cared. Nobody had this attachment to Jules Verne. I, I think we're we're done with no IPs. I think, I mean... Like, you, no more Frontierland, no more Fantasyland. No, land. because it's the thing. You go to Universal Studios and, like, the lack of IP is what makes me, like, not love it. Or the but lack the, of consistent IP, yeah. too. It just, it feels... It, but you walk into Harry Potter Land and you're like, oh my god, this is great. But what about and Simpsons you, Land? What about Smurfs? What about, like, like all these other things? Simpsons Land. Know, Some uh, people Minions. love Simpsons Minions. Land. Minions. I don't love Simpsons Land because I'm not a huge fan no. of Simpsons. No. But, like, I get, like, you know, people... It draws people. It creates, like, this otherworldly experience. It's like, that's why you go to mm-hmm. amusement parks because you want to kind of be taken to another world. Another thing that was in that those videos we were watching last night, Leo, was them saying that like Universal started the ride the movie experiences with attractions and Disney copied them yeah. and now they're just like stuck doing it because it is what people kind of prefer. In my experience, you know, there are people who are mad about you know uh, different IPs coming to places like Epcot or to the Tokyo parks. Um, but in my experience, they're mad if it's done cheaply in a way that seems like Disney can just, like, replace it really quickly if they need to. If it's done really well and permanently, like, nobody has an issue with like, it. Like Monsters. Well, and No, the, that is, like, like an Guardians. example of a cheap redo. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I think Guardians, when they took over Tower of Terror, I think they enhanced example. it and made it better. And mm-hmm. I was... I Everybody who's listening to the show but, knew, but, I knew I would I don't not But Tower of Terror it. wasn't a failure. Uh, right. But... Uh, no, but I think, I think like... What's it called? California uh, Limo... Uh, Hol- Superstar limo. Superstar limo was like tragic, right? But with but bad. even even though Guardians, you could say like is as good awesome. as its predecessor. Yeah. It's it also still, was IP based. It's by still the way. a it's still a screen based attraction yeah, yeah. that can be swapped out for a different IP at any moment if mm-hmm. they really wanted it to. Something that is more permanent is like Atlantica in Tokyo Disney Sea yes. is a very well done permanent space that they would have to bulldoze completely to turn into something else. Right. Mm-hmm. When IPs are done in a really well thought well, out way, theoretically, I guess they could like hollow it out and reformat the cave. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. But I mean, the whole thing looks like a mermaid castle. Yeah, but that's just like finishing. Um, Well, and sometimes like, for example, like uh, Pirates, I I just rewrote it on Sunday and I love the changes they made to Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. they took away a lot of the IP they tried to force into it from more recent movies and I think by taking a lot of that away, you went back to like the classic Pirates that we loved but still just had little Mm -hmm. nods to the movie but you didn't feel like it was over the top or like inconsistent anymore. 
Like, thank God they took Davy Jones away. It was Monet, so stupid. Monet has a, a question that I think we can examine actually really well. What if they, what if they built a new brand, a brand new park? Do you think it would be strictly IPs, or would they still have a Main Street and a Fantasyland? Shanghai Disneyland is not that old. It literally has it's in its two year anniversary like this month, and all of it is based on IP. Like literally all of yeah, it. Yeah. It has a Main Street. It's called Mickey Avenue, but it's Main Street. California Adventure was such a tr- was such a bomb when it opened. I mean, it was it did not draw in the crowds. As and they it was had hoped. Uh, no IP. No IP. California did Adventure. Not do it. Of course, to be fair, it was a terrible concept. Like all of the sites of California but like in one place but not really the real places because so yeah. so the idea behind it was that they found that Disneyland is basically like a day trip so mm-hmm. people would go for a day or two and then go to the other sites in California like the Golden Gate Bridge and so on and so forth and so they were like well why don't we build a park right across the way with all of those sites so they can just go over there and see them. wanted to expand the Disneyland experience. Yeah and and that's a, ter- that's a terrible yeah, idea. Terrible. Like if but I mean to be fair Someone saying like Disney's been doing ride the ride ride the movies since 1955. Like with Fantasyland, like yeah. But first of all, extremely like low budget. A dark ride is not the same as Back to the Future. Very different experiences. It's not the same as Star Tours. And uh, second of all, uh, they didn't have the number of IP that they have today in 1955. They had like three movies. So they had to be creative. They had to be like, also visit the West. Also go to space. These are the things that children dream of because they weren't dreaming of Frozen yet. They didn't know what that was. They weren't, they had, they had Dumbo, they had Peter Pan, and they had Snow White. And Dumbo, That's and they're it. all sad. And they were all the same thing. Like Disney was like fantasy <coughs> things. Like it wasn't taking you to like these crazy foreign exotic worlds yet. Like Disney hadn't reached that state so they had to improvise. They had to create that experience. They had to weigh create a way for you to escape reality now the movies are the way you escape reality mm-hmm. and they make a new one to cover a new genre that you haven't seen before well, also new ones to fit into these lands right yeah. I think yeah, I think exactly. we'll continue Retrofit. to see some non-IP lands but with IP attractions because like in Shanghai there's yes. still Tomorrowland yeah. mm-hmm. with Buzz with Tron but then again that's legacy too right like Tomorrowland right, but already even, is Disney even um even the there is a land that's pirates yeah. themed, but Jules Verne's I think like uh, that land is right. like the best example. But in Shanghai, you know what I mean? Like there's Adventure Isle, yes, is pirate themed. It's not all themed to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right. even though that there's one a lot of Peter Pan there. In there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Peter Pan. There's Tarzan in there, which by the way they completely removed Clayton. Also, they do have that one Adventureland like <laughs> area that has the river rapids that we didn't go on yes. and the adventure yes. trail, the, the trail yeah. that are both non IP things. You see, you see like little you know yeah. glimmers of these uh, other sort of bigger ideas that IPs can fit within, which is smart because that way they can continue to rotate things out as they need. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if we'll see a full park dedicated to non-IP. Well, no. We'll like, never, Holly, we've like, are ne- we going to get never... another Hollywood Studios? You know what I mean? Yeah, even that was all on IP. You know and, what I mean? But, but I mean, like, the idea of the park is Hollywood Studios. You know what I mean? Right. It's not the Magic King, like, Disney. Magic Kingdom sort of just Well, the standard Disney. is, like, every time you open a new park in a new country, it's like, you have to have a Magic Kingdom. And right. then if you do a second park, it's something different. Whatever, yeah. There's never going to be, like, crazy. a new park that's, like, the first park in its area that's yeah. not a Magic Kingdom. So let me ask you, like, what would you like to see a park based on? If you could do anything, and I'll ask the chat too. I'm, I'm, like, what would you do? Well, I I thought it would have been way smarter just to do a Star Wars theme park. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Or a Mar- do a something, or do something that's like yeah, a sci-fi right. park right. that has right. Marvel, that has Star Wars, that has Tron, right. adventure park or something. Yeah, you know? like I just wish that had been its own park instead of being inside Disneyland, but mm. it is what it is. So. 
All of these thoughts are interesting and fascinating. We could talk about them forever, but we don't have that much time, so we nope. have to sort of scoot along, which uh, is a shame. I'd, I would love to spend like a whole episode just talking about this. <laughs> this is really fun for me. Sarah <laughs> is now just recently discovering that I like theme parks. I don't know. No, why. I knew you like theme parks, but <laughs> what it's is like, this documentary that you guys watch? I'm very it's a fascinated. Show, it's a, it's a he introduced me to Defunct Land on YouTube, which is really Amazing cool. You guys series. should watch it if you love parks history. I, by the way, I just want, can you guys make a sound clip of that? Leo introduced Sarah to Defunct Land. He did introduce me, but okay. it's so funny because when I started watching it, I was like, this is like the stuff that I love. Why were, why were you watching it? And then I literally pointed to the picture of the Haunted Man signed by Bob Gurr and Marty Sklar behind me which I had them sign because I love the history of the rides especially the Haunted Mansion I know that you love I know that you love what you love but also like you don't know anything about Epcot you had never heard anything about Journey of Imagination with Figment but yeah but it's just like you've never shown an interest in learning more than about your favorite rides before I think no no we just never talked about it that's the difference I love when couples who've been dating for a while discover something Mm. that they didn't know but she's like mad at me I just was like you're not allowed to like it no you're allowed to I was just like this. yes of course I would like this like it's my favorite thing ever. Like, why were you watching this without me? <laughs> <laughs> why weren't you listening to my knees? Jerry! Jerry. Um, anyway. anyway, Leo, what do you want to say about Incredibles 2? I uh, think we're going to go spoilers for the last five minutes of the show. Well, yeah, five minutes left, yeah. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, goodbye until next week. Go for it, Leo. Okay, Incredibles 2. Uh, Brad Bird does it again and again and again and again. Uh, Incredibles 2 was Incredibles. It was too incredible. Um, I thought that the movie itself was so tight. It, it was Every scene was good and contributed to the story and contributed to character development, of which every single character got. It, I didn't feel like anybody was left out. Dash was a little shortchanged, but I let it go because in the last movie, Dash got one of the most intense action sequences in the entire movie, so I can let that slide. Uh, he got the running on water away from this yeah. flying saucer, guys. Um, so the, And I thought the pacing was so crisp. Um, I, the, the villain twist, I saw it coming a mile away, yeah. but it didn't affect the way that I felt about it. Uh, it was. I still wanted to know how they were going to resolve the issue. I still wanted to find out more about her motivation. I wanted to find out how she would plan. Like what? I thought her plan was a little shallow. Like I was like, okay, so um, you want to kill supers because um, they were illegal ones, but now they're not illegal anymore. No, she wants to kill supers because she blames supers for her dad and her mom. Her dad dying. She thinks and that they make people weak. Died. She yeah, thinks that like, having them makes people not fend for themselves. Yeah, I get that, but then like. It's like then she just takes advantage of people's weaknesses at the same time. Right. So, like, well, she wanted to point out, like, you guys aren't living your life. You're relying on these people. But also, the thing that I pointed out was that she would have done nothing if her brother that's weren't I mean. really that's pushing I mean. for it. Like, it was, it was were almost illegal. Like, like yeah. this isn't Winston. something that she spent her life dwelling on. I'm more, I mean, there is sort of like a, there is sort of a, a, a lean towards that when she's arguing with her brother and she says, like, well, I think they should have gone to I the think, But I think there's room. definitely a revenge element in, in, sure. her, in her story. But it feels like she just made it up at the last second. Animation Geek says, I don't think this is a feminist movie. Both Helen, uh, Helen's doing heroic actions and Edna says parenting can be a heroic act if done properly. I want to point out that feminism is good for men in that it, like, pushes forward, like, stereotypically feminine things as being for everybody. Equal. And it makes men be able to be vulnerable and feel okay being emotional and feminine feminism is good Which for are traditionally those are mm-hmm. feminist things like yeah. the parenting part Bob's storyline is I very I thought it was feminist. all well balanced too yeah. yeah like it didn't it didn't seem like it was rubbing it in your face like they were they were they were praising him for being a good dad and right. they were praising her because she's an apt superhero not because yeah she's a woman and that helps sure but like there is a trail that points to the fact that 
she's been more successful in minimizing damage and property loss and casualties than Bob has. And I don't think it has to do with, like, Bob being, like, a bad superhero, but that's his super... He is super strength. She's Elastigirl. When you have super strength, you break stuff. And also, like, it it teaches you, like, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Sometimes you got to check your ego. And he learned a lesson about how hard it is to be a Mm -hmm. stay-at-home parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was cool, too. Um, I thought that the kids were well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like they developed a lot, especially I, Jack Jack. Obviously. Well, and I, I felt like they were they were super realistic, even yeah. more so than like the first movie. I felt like I related. Like if mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a teenager or Dash's like age, I would have been like, "Oh my god, these are my siblings. This is me right now. This yeah. is you know." The family dynamic was much more like natural yeah. to me. It was, it was more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, one thing we pointed out is like this is almost the same plot as Incredibles one. Yeah. That uh, a bad guy with no powers uses technology to fight the superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really care. Like, I don't I don't, ca- I don't, I don't care mind. that it was pre- the villain was predictable. I don't care. It didn't hold it back. Yeah. Like I was like it was no. great. Oh, and in terms of character development, by the way, all of the fight scenes, everybody got a moment to shine except for Dash, but that's okay. Um, I loved. That. I thought Dash I, got to shine in so many other ways. I feel like he, he was, was hilarious. He yeah. was funny in small moments, but like action wise, I mean, uh, everybody. Because like I said, he got the big action scene last time, but this time we got to see Frozone fight like five supers and really go to town with his powers against the Underminer. Um, you still see like. Obviously, Elastigirl just crushing it with her powers. Violet really finding creative ways to use her force fields against, like, Void. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. It, it just it felt like everybody got a moment to shine. Uh, and it actually looked a lot more like uh, Brad Bird style. It looked more Iron giant especially with the goggles. Yeah. It t- definitely had that flair. A little mm-hmm. steampunky. Yeah, it had a little... Ste- it did have a little I, bit of it. I did not... The one thing I did not like about, like about it... I don't know. Did you see it twice, Leo? No, I've only seen it once. I, I thought it was better on the second viewing. Oh, really? okay. um, I I had so much more fun on the second viewing, um, but uh, I did not like all the other random superheroes. I felt like a lot of time was wasted on them, mm. and it was I wanted more they just on the family. Better. Yeah, yeah, but I really really liked the scene where they come to the house, and yes. it's very creepy. Superheroes yeah, fighting superheroes. Get, We've been wanting to watch that. But I didn't like. I don't know. They, I just didn't like the, the design of them really. They well, were a little. Really I, I they were a little too. They were I liked Void, but the other yeah, ones Boyd were was the other one. I liked the um, what's his name Screech. The owl. the owl, uh, but like he would have. I liked him within a group, but the rest of the group kind of felt flat. Like, like, can brick? you even? Yeah, Brick was kind of in. I like Brick, like, I like the idea of a big, strong woman character, kind of like, um, um, Brick was a guy, was it a guy? Yeah. Uh, we have no idea, I don't think. Well, maybe that's even better then. Uh, but sort of like Gina Carano's character in Deadpool, like, she's you know, f- feminine, but she's super big and strong and fights Colossus. I like that. Um, but yeah, then the other guys are sort of forgettable, like the electric guy was his name. You know? I don't know. Uh, Void was cool. The fact that she fought with Brick portals. is a woman. Yeah, yeah. Brick's oh. a woman. Um, I'm sorry. And Only then Acid Reflux was kind of like boring. Like he was, he was funny. He was like a good gag, but he wasn't like <laughs> pun intended. Uh, but uh, he wasn't. I didn't think he was that interesting as a villain. Um, Eliana said, "I think it's hilarious that the Underminer was never captured." <laughs> yeah, he's still at large. Oh yeah, he's still, <laughs> he's still at large. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we all loved it. I thought it was, was great. Cool I highly thoughts. recommend you go see it if you haven't. If you've already seen it, go see it again. Yep. Yeah, Void's powers were awesome. Has anybody played Portal? Because they were inspired by the mm-hmm. game Portal. It was really fun to see how they used that as a power. Um, we're, so creative. I, so I think the best sequence of the entire movie was Jack-Jack vs. the Raccoon. Yeah. Oh, iconic. Just, it's iconic, for sure. Yeah, instant Disney it, yeah. iconic scene. It's I think so the house funny. scene was my favorite. Frozone coming to oh, protect the kids. Oh, that scene was so creepy. That's the best. That's yeah. the best. Scene. Frozone's my favorite character in The Incredibles because uh, I love ice powers and I love Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, like you can't yeah. lose. Um, but that scene where he's protecting the kids and they're and they call him Uncle Lucius. Like I freaking love that. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Um, 
One thing I, I saw this movie not too long ago as well. Um, one thing I really would like to see is like a short maybe with uh, Edna Mode and Jack Jack and call, oh. it, and call it Jack Jack Mode. Yeah, like what oh, happened? Oh what happened when that he was staying there? That part was also so good. That, that was, was so such good. a good part. Uh, Every scene was chemistry. good. She was yeah. so disgusted with him, and then you immediately like that switch. It yeah. was just I laughed so hard, it, dude. It, it, and that's the thing Money. about this. I've never laughed so much through an entire like Pixar movie. Like usually I'm bawling at one point. Mm-hmm. And that's what the one thing I've heard my people who who don't who didn't like it as much. They're like, I miss the Pixar heart that is in most Pixar movies. You know when they yeah, punch it in the gut. There wasn't that moment that there is in the first one where Bob literally thinks his entire family is dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the There's first no one's a lot darker. Yeah. but I was fine with it because we got like so much of that with Coco. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, I like <laughs> okay. I like that. It's like okay, you don't have to tug at our heartstrings every single time. Like you can also deliver high intensity action. In an animated format, I think that's. I really, think really I cool. completely agree. With yeah. You. Also, uh, and I felt like there was never a scene that let you down. It was like every scene had a payoff. You know, yeah. like the furniture scene was good, even though it was like a quiet moment. The restaurant scene where they go and like. <laughs> when she spit the, the stuff out, out of her nose. So oh my god! It was gosh. like, why are they putting this? In my- oh, it, it, never mind. Um, <laughs> and uh, my dad's it? done that to me too. He's like, he's like, brought me to a place oh. where I had a crush on a boy. And yeah, I was and gonna just kill him. And oh yeah, just, just like well. Yeah, and my little sister or brother would be like. Also, the the epilepsy scene I thought was really cool when they're when when the the screen slaver fights Elastigirl in the cage. That was so, so cool. cool, man. That yeah. sequence was so good. And just the way they laid it all out. It was so creepy. The screen slaver is such a creepy idea. Um, I don't know. And when she's swinging to the, through the city to get to the... the oh, and you hear the audio. Oh. Oh, that part was so cool. Damn, this movie's good. <laughs> anyway, so I think good. that's all the time we have for tonight. Yeah. So many interesting conversations. So many. Go uh, see Jurassic World, yes. A lot of the chat's asking if you should go see it. I go see so. Jurassic World. Um, thanks for watching Disney News Weekly tonight. I'm Sarah G. Sterling on Instagram, and follow the Popcorn Talk on Twitter, at the Popcorn Talk. That's right. I'm Leo Camacho. You can follow me on Instagram, at Mr. Leo Zombie, or at Leo Zombie on Twitter. And I'm Keaton Markey, and you guys can follow me all over the interwebs, at Keaton Markey. And we'll talk yeah. about Bow next week. Yeah, we'll see oh, you then. Oh, Bow! Bye, guys. <laughs> Later. Our producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.